Hello and welcome. We are Yerushalmi Brachos Dav Zayn in the Ozvahutter print. And for those of you who are following the Vilna edition, as we've mentioned many times, it's a little bit of a different paginization. They're, the pages are have a lot more material on the Vilna one. But the way we're doing it now is just a slower pace. I want to um, give two basic ha'aras, but they're going to be more global for today. And then tomorrow I'm going to follow that through a little further because there's um, a very exciting passage in the Gemara that is actually quoted in Rashi and Shas and Bobli. So we'll start that conversation right now. So um, first thing is that the Gemara talks about um, the Kinar and the novel that would wake up David Melch. And um, it's very, very fascinating. Just a good Mara Makom. If you want to learn more about this Kinar that would wake him up, you can see the Shlot in Masachas Brachos. He has a whole lengthy explanation of Sodas HaTorah that are really, really fascinating. And it would be interesting to kind of compare it to what the Kinar is, what the novel is, etc., etc., and how we say those Sukkim and those words during davening as well in the morning. And there's a lot to talk about with David Amalekh, what he was being Masaki in the world. Very fascinating. Um, the Yerushalmi brings down similar Machlokas that the Babli has later after about how many Mishmaros, how many watches the night has. And there's Rabnasa and the Rebbe, whether it was three versus four. And again, just a comparative, it's just very fascinating to go through and see um, how the Gemara brings Psukim in each of the Babli and Yerushalmi and how the answers are given. And different answers are given in the Babli, different answers are given in the Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi, we mentioned many times, is Makal Noam. It's a lot more pleasant. So it doesn't, it's not as argumentative, so the back and forth doesn't go back often as lengthy. Um, there's a famous story that's brought down in a couple of Svarim, and I'm going to mention it, even though it's Noah Dor- Dorish and Eno Noah Mekayim. It's not, it's not something that I fulfill, but it's a very, it's a point that I have in my heart that I think about, and I wish I could fulfill. Um, and that is that there's a man that came to Rechaim Kanievsky and said to him, I'm about to make a seam on, on Shas Bavli, and I want to know what should I do. I have an option of I could do Bav, Shas Bavli again, or I could um, do Yerushalmi again. So what would the Rav tell me to do? I could start Yerushalmi and do that. And everybody knows that Rechaim was very, very excited about um, Yerushalmi, so I guess he was also kind of expecting that. So um, Rav Chaim asked him, okay, um, let me ask you a question. He asked him a question about the last uh, blot in Masechus Nida, which he had apparently just learned. And the guy thought for a little bit and gave an answer. And Rechaim looked at him and said, are you sure? And then he started stuttering. He wasn't sure. It wasn't clear. So Rechaim told him, go learn Bavli again. So the guy went home. He opened up his Gemara at the end of Bavli Nida. And he looked. And actually, the answer of it he had stumbled through actually was the correct answer. So then he was confused because he knew Rechaim knew that as well. But he actually gave him the right answer. So he went back to Rechaim and he asked him, like, oh, I, I, wasn't that the correct answer? Rechaim said, yeah, you gave me the right answer. But you didn't have it with a clarity. And Chazal tell us that a person should learn Torah, and if somebody asks you a question, so if you're asking my opinion, I think since it wasn't clear, it wasn't so therefore you should learn it again. Um, and so obviously here we are, many of us are learning Yerushalmi and the Divri Babli are not and Chazal even warn that going from Babli to Yerushalmi is something that causes a lot of, could cause a lot of confusion because it's such, it's such a different stylistic thing. So each person is speaking to their Rav and getting advice from their Rabbeim, people that they trust um, in, in order to be able to make that decision about when how they should be studying it, etc. But um, one of the most fascinating parts about learning it is comparing it. And I want to start that conversation a little bit right now and that is that um, understanding Yerushalmi really helps us understand a lot of halachas. For example, um, there are some halachas that are only mentioned in Yerushalmi, like Tainus Bacharim, which is the fast of the firstborn. I'm a, I'm a firstborn, I know as well. Um, the only makar for this is the Yerushalmi. Um, there's also a whole genre of 
different Mamari Chazal that are allegedly in the Yerushalmi, which seem not to be in the Yerushalmi. At the back of the Yerushalmi, there's actually something called Hashmatos Yerushalmi, and it brings down something, you know, lists and lists from each Pesachta of things that people quoted the Talmud Eretz Yisrael or the Talmud Yerushalmi, and in the Yerushalmi in front of us, it's actually not here. Um, and I'll hopefully talk a lot more about that, and there's some very fascinating ones. Probably some of the most famous ones were quoted by the Tajbates, and he obviously had a different print, and there's a lot to say about that as well. Um, but um, it's just fascinating to kind of notice that. But the comparative part of how the Gemara here deals with the three and four groups versus you know how the Bavli deals with it is very different, and it's very, very fascinating to look at it from that lens. Um, let's see if we have time for one more quick thing. Yeah, so basically... Um, Everyone says there's no Rishonim on Yerushalmi, and that's a big misnomer. It's 100% true, and it's 100% not true. What do I mean? There's no Rishonim that wrote on the Yerushalmi directly that we have on the page that explained the Yerushalmi. There are people that were living very, very close to the time of the Rishonim. For example, I consider the Beis Yosef, and most people do, as the cutoff point of where he, that's the first of the Achorodim, and he took all the Rishonim. So the Marash Srilio was, who lived in 1485 to 1558, was kind of in that time period. Um, and he's actually probably the earliest commentator that we have directly on Yerushalmi. However, it's a big misnomer to say that Rishonim have not written about Yerushalmi because they certainly have, meaning that the Ramban, the Rashba, and many Rishonim, Tosis on the page, even Rashi, which we'll hopefully get to tomorrow, um, definitely saw some version, maybe some fragments of Yerushalmi, and definitely had discussions with them. Certainly, uh, the Rashba, you see, quotes him very, very frequently. The Rush quotes him a lot, Lahalacha, the Rif, etc. So we'll get to that, the Rambam extensively. So the Rishonim certainly did use it, and, and there's a lot to talk about about how we poskim. So I just wanted to kind of say that. Um, hopefully we'll go through, you know, some of these people and personalities and information about them. Thank you for joining me, and I wish you much Hatzlacha.